Welcome to the Compassionate Mind, your guide to self-compassion and emotional well-being. I'm Ashley Daniel, your host. Join us each week as we explore practical tools and insights to nurture kindness towards ourselves and others. Hello, welcome back to another episode. So excited to have you here. We are going to continue all our conversations. And Lena, last time we talked, we you got to learn a little bit more about me, a little bit more about my background. And even then, shame and the topics of shame came up again. So it will continue. Today, we will continue some topics about shame and how it comes up in our lives and what we can do about it. So I am here with a little bit of sparkling water, and hopefully you have something that you can munch on, sip on, whatever you need. So get comfortable as we dive into some kind of hard topics, but I hope that they will be beneficial as every podcast should be. So diving a little bit deeper into shame, I'm really excited to give you a bit of some tidbits and things that you can do as we're working on shame and working through how to overcome shame. Like I mentioned earlier, shame is something that's come up a lot for me in my personal life, in my practice, with my clients. And I think it's a topic that is so necessary for us to understand because the moment we can actually understand it, the moment moment we have that self-awareness, we actually have some control over it. And that kind of empowerment is really important with things like shame. Shame, because it takes away so much of our control, it takes away so much of our power it's really important to be able to do what we can to actually have control and have some kind of way around it, right? So I'm going to get into that a little bit more today. Uh, To do that, I want to tell you a little bit of a story. So on my way to work today, I was driving and I had a moment where I was really thankful I was having a, a extreme a moment where I was so thankful and so grateful for all these amazing things that are happening in my life, both personally, professionally. I was feeling really joyful and happy as I was driving to work, which is, you know, not always the case, right? You're driving 6 30, 7 o'clock in the morning um, on 45. If we have any Houstonians watching, you know, 45 is nuts. So I was, you know, driving down and and despite traffic and all those things, I was really feeling a sense of gratefulness, but immediately that gratefulness was overpowered and overcome by shame. And I think if I have, I'm talking about it so much, right? In these podcasts, I'm talking about shame in my therapy. I recognize shame. So it's constantly something I can register and understand. But something that I've noticed about shame is it will come and completely encompass these amazing, wonderful things. It's almost like it's saying, make room for me, right? The shame is saying, make room for me. I deserve space and you're going to listen to me. So in this moment, I am feeling a lot of gratitude. I'm so happy. I'm so just excited. And immediately the shame comes up. And what the shame is telling me is you're not worthy. 
you're not good enough for all this, all these amazing things happening, it really, you don't deserve it. Like you shouldn't be having any of this. What did you do to deserve any of these good things happening? And it was so loud and immediately I'm in tears, I'm upset and I start to question, well, maybe I don't deserve this. Why am I, am I even capable? Can I handle? Those are kind of the things that start to come up. So I have this experience of, wow, like so many great things are happening and I'm completely silenced by shame. And that voice telling me, you can't do it. You're not capable. But once I was able to say, oh, like this is shame, like be able to label it and say, oh, shame is coming up for me in the midst of my joy, in the midst of my thankfulness, the shame is creeping up to try and tell me, keep me in my place, trying to tell me, oh, why are you so happy? Why are you so excited? Like here are all these things that are keeping you or should keep you in your place. Once I was able to register, that voice completely quieted. I just said, oh, this is shame talking. That's not reality. That's not true. And then the next thought, I was able to get back to a place of peace and true true joy and true satisfaction. But it really took me recognizing and labeling that to be able to move past it. And that's something that I think has taken a lot, a lot of work for me personally to get to. To be able to notice these two emotions happening simultaneously, one, and then to also be able to name and identify something that was causing me so much difficulty. That was this morning, right? That was just this morning on my drive. So I think my hope is as I'm sharing these things with you, that you can start to do the same thing in your walk throughout your life to notice what is stealing my joy? What is keeping me from experiencing these amazing things? Now, part of why I'm able to do this in my everyday is in my own personal therapy, this happens. I'll be talking about these amazing, wonderful things, but immediately fear pops up, shame pops up. And it's almost like my mind does not want me to stay in a place of joy. It doesn't want me to stay in a place of happiness. It wants me to be cautious. It wants me, it's really in a way trying to protect me, but actually hindering me, keeping me from having an abundant life, right? Or a grateful perspective or a positive outlook. And so I think it's so important before we can talk about, oh, how do I replace shame? How do, how can I become compassionate? How can I have higher self-esteem or higher confidence, before we can add things, we have to see what are these blockades? What is actually keeping me from having a sense of, you know, what is keeping me from actually, um, actually moving forward? So there's a lot of things that we can do. Um, but the first thing is recognize what is in my way. And when we look at self-compassion, when we look at joy, thankfulness, when we're trying to add these things, it's so difficult. I would say virtually impossible to actually add things when we are self-sabotaging, 
right? So until we can stop self-sabotaging, even in our own mind, even in our own thoughts, we're not going to be able to add these wonderful, great things. I think that's why sometimes when we're trying to do self-care, we add these wonderful things, right? We'll, we'll say, okay, I'm, I'm in my self-care era. And so we'll start to do some extra bubble baths or we'll um, set good boundaries or maybe we'll take some time to do all these kinds of things for ourselves um, that are wonderful and great. Yes, we're doing all these things for ourselves. The issue is if we're adding these great things, but we're not looking at what's actually hurting us, then we're not doing really anything. It's like you're taking one step forward and two steps back. And so it's really important to look at what is harming you. We can add really great things, but if you continue to do things that are harmful, then Right. So we have to be really careful about doing things in the right order. And one of the first things we can do with shame is recognize it, name it and understand it fully. So there's a few things to do with that. One thing is it really first depends on the kind of person you are. With my clients who are highly sensitive people, HSP, some people might label it as empaths, people who are really empathic. Um, you're going to often feel things in your body before you actually register it with your mind. So I'll, I'll kind of go through that because a lot of people may actually feel shame before they understand it cognitively. So the way for me, I will feel shame often right in my belly. It is like a very heavy feeling. Um, I'll also sometimes feel like it very high in my body. So what I'm just trying to say, it's going to be different for each person, but recognize where different emotions are sitting in your body. Often I will feel that really this heaviness, this, this overwhelming, like I'm drowning, like this weight that's on me. And that is shame. And so you have to be able to feel it in your body because sometimes if you can recognize it that way, you might be able to label it a lot more easily. Now, some people, they're just not like that. They may not be able to really notice things in their body, right? I think that can kind of be a a very elusive thing. Like, what does that even mean for a lot of you listening? And sometimes that's just not going to be the route that will work for you. But for a lot of my HSP clients, a lot of my empath clients, emotions are our first sign of trouble. I, for me, for instance, as an HSP, everything I do is emotion-based. How I see the world, how I understand the world is coming from that lens. And if I ignore my body, I'm ignoring a huge thing that's communicating with me, right? So that's something, sorry, I have something in my eye. That is something for us to actually understand and work through. Um, So being able to register what is in my body, what's happening in my body. That's the first step. The second thing is to really notice how we talk about ourselves So we will get into talking to ourselves, but one thing that 
we don't often think about is how do I talk about myself to people? We can often talk in a very self-deprecating way and put ourselves down constantly. I know that's something I was talking about with a colleague of mine that noticing how students do that. You know, there are students that we kind of see that maybe uh, talk negatively about themselves. And it's hard in a setting where you are being asked to evaluate yourself. So as a student, that might be something you're going through. Or if you're in a career where you have to constantly evaluate yourself, it might lend to being overly self-critical. But really catch yourself is the criticism or is the correction I'm giving myself fruitful? Am I doing something with this? Or is it balanced? Am I able to give myself healthy, positive remarks? Or is everything I say to myself negative? And that's going to be a really good indication of whether I'm shame driven. Because if everything I do is putting myself down, then that's something we have to catch. So am I saying, oh yeah, I'm always eating or I'm constantly, I don't know when to stop eating. Or you might say things like, oh yeah, I'm just not smart. I can't do this. So notice how you're talking about yourself with your friends, with your family, with random strangers. If you notice yourself constantly putting yourself down, being the butt of every joke, then maybe that means there is some shame that's driving the way that you see yourself. And practice actually stopping, practice catching yourself. You don't have to jump to talking well about yourself. You don't have to jump to praising yourself with people. You don't have to make that jump yet. But one of the first things you can do is stop reinforcing it. I was talking with a client of mine who has ADHD. And the reason why that's important is people with ADHD have a lot, a lot, a lot of shame. Shame is at the crux of so much of how we see ourselves, how we operate. And so that fact is really important. So if you have ADHD, there is a possibility that this is a conversation that is very important to you. So I have this client, he was telling me about some of the shame he's experienced. And what really stood out to me about that is um, he was talking about how when people, all his friends around him will say things like, oh yeah, you're really messy or you're really, you never finish anything. Like they're saying these things about him. And I asked him, how do they know those things? How are they, are they seeing that behavior? Are they, are they in your life every day and they're observing those things? Or are they seeing those things based on what you're saying? Are you painting a picture of yourself to them? And that's something for us to recognize. If I am talking about myself very negatively and then I'm hearing people's feedback about me, they might just be reflecting what you're saying about yourself. And so we're the whatever paint painting we're we're giving people, that is something we have to be aware of too. Because if you're trying to understand yourself based on other people's perspective, know that you are the one that's often giving that perspective to people. How we talk about ourselves, how we present ourselves, all those things are giving a message, right? So that's something to consider. How are we talking about ourselves to people, right? The other way we can recognize shame is how we talk 
to ourselves about ourselves. What is your inner dialogue? What, how do you talk to yourself? You know, if you're constantly putting yourself down, if you're constantly shaming yourself, judging yourself, that is such an important thing to catch and change, right? If you can just recognize it and say, oh, I'm really beating myself up. Notice how many times a day you're doing that. Is it with every mistake? Is it with every decision? Is it constantly second guessing yourself? Really notice that critic in your own mind, that self-critic. And if we can just recognize it, it's something that is so powerful. Like I mentioned earlier, when I was driving this morning, all I did was, was say, oh, this is my critic. This is my shame. The minute I was able to say it, I was able to have control over it. But until that, until I was able to do that, it had complete control. It had complete power over me, power over my thoughts, power over my day, right? If I didn't stop it right then and there, I would have been in that shame spiral the entire day, right? But if I was able, since I was able to catch it and stop it, I was able to have some relief from it, right? So the last point with all of this, and and we'll have deeper conversations about this, it's definitely ongoing because all I'm talking about now is how to understand shame and how to see it and how to name it and have power over it. But there's so much more here, right? But the very last point I'm going to give you is notice what you allow into your life. Sometimes it's not limited to dialogue. Most of the the things I've talked about is communication, how your body communicates shame, how your inner dialogue communicates shame, how your outer dialogue communicates shame. All those things are really important. So, so much of that is communication. But this last piece is not as direct communication. It's what do we allow in our life? So who are the friends that you have? Who are the people you say, yes, this person should be in my life, right? If your friends aren't really good friends, if they actually are taking advantage of you, and if you allow that behavior, that's shame, right? Because if I believe that I don't deserve good friendship, then I'm going to allow these negative influences into my life. If we constantly allow people to treat us a certain way. That is showing you what you're allowing in your life. Relationships. If you have a partner, boyfriend, girlfriend, whoever, and they're not treating you well, or maybe um, there's things that they are doing around you that just you don't feel okay with, that your boundaries are constantly being crossed. Yeah, maybe that's something that means that you're shame driven because anything that you allow in your life that at its crux at the core of it comes from the belief I'm not worthy then that is shame leading you so look at these kind of elements and we'll we'll break this down even more in future future episodes but notice how you talk to yourself how you talk about yourself notice what you allow in your life All those things are going to be evidence that shame is operating and taking control of this wheel. And it doesn't have to, right? You can have freedom from it. You can have um, a future without 
shame leading everything, right? So I am just so excited to walk you through this even more. And I hope just this one nugget, like we talked about in that first episode, will give you some freedom and possible change. But thanks for joining me again. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed today's content, tune in for our next episode. Don't forget, subscribe and share with your friends and family. Until next time, stay compassionate.